spectacular. Shafey, Shafey, are you there? It's the perfect time of year for apples. They're good for your body, they're good for your health. I'm Dr. Steve Brule for your health. Have some. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go again, folks. It's time for another episode of one magical hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Very special episode tonight. I don't know if you know, recall that uh, our country is making a big choice. We are going to uh, going to let it do so. We'll talk a little bit about that later. There's some uh, there's some Peruvian shaman who are trying to um, trying to make a similar choice. We'll let you know uh, how exactly they're going about doing that uh, later on in the show. But uh, first, let's uh, let's welcome my old buddy, my podcast, Ride or Die. Uh, he's uh, he's got some personal problems lately. Yeah, smelly body parts. And uh, that's all right. You know, you can just hose it off. If you're raking the leaves and it gets all in the driveway, just hose it off, dummy. Just hose it off. Maybe maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll throw some fruit juice at the problem. Put some fruit juice in there. We'll find out right now as we welcome Matthew Rampy. Thanks, Chafee. Been a while since we podcasted. It uh, it feels like the first time. Feels it feels like... like the very first time. Every time feels like the first time with you, my friend. And that was just like skipping one uh, day, one one hit in our in our I schedule. Met, and we actually spent a good a good amount of that time talking because we were. You know, having a little, having a little birthday jaunt. We had a powwow. That was a real, uh, real pleasure, real pleasure to do that with you. Clear, clear the head a little bit. Get ready for today. I'm trying to uh, take a quick look here and see if I have anything to report to you guys. Of course, uh, out there in imaginary radio, maybe, hopefully, you guys already know who won the election. Right now, we don't. Right now, it's all up in the air. I am managing to stay positive. It's election day. Imagine, I'm managing to stay positive by talking like this and by talking to my old friend, Matthew Rampey. Uh, I, I really, I asked him if we could do this show tonight, partly because I knew it would be helpful for me to talk to him, but also it's the sort of thing where, you know, I, I think it might, it'll be cool to have 30 years from now, uh, maybe uh, when we're thinking about looking back on the crazy days. <laughs> Be able to uh, check in. See yeah, what's the real uh, time capsule right here. Our youth, our youthful <clears throat> selves, had to say about the matter. Election Day, twenty twenty. I'm, I'm, we are. I'm feeling positive and calm because we went out into the country for a minute. That cool. re- that really helps me out quite a lot. Uh, even just a little, a little. T- I slept outside for a night. That kind of resets you. Yeah. Um, slept out under the full moon. Well, it was it was one uh, one day shy of 
as close to full as you can it, it was already full. waning a bit um speaking of waning <laughs> <laughs> you know what's uh, what's i'm what's waning in me what's my that? interest in politics like <laughs> at the end of an election cycle i'm just like so done with it yeah i, I i'm i'm ready to the ads become so ubiquitous in the lead up you know and you know i'm a you know i'm a local news fan local news fanatic yeah and boy it really gums up the works with uh senate race ads and presidential race ads and local look oh you're our boy robert chody uh you know <laughs> trying to keep his job oh man some um, of them yeah some of them get quite acrimonious too and that's not very oh pleasant. man it is terrible <laughs> it's terrible what the what things they've said about mj hagar She's a she's an American treasure. I don't care yeah, what you say. She she absolutely is. She's a an American treasure, a Texas treasure. Great we should lady. be clear that we're not unbiased. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody has ever has noticed this about our podcast, but no. we have opinions, and we're we are we're kind of two liberal uppity rednecks. <laughs> two, just two. a couple of liberal uppity bros, unabashedly biased dudes. Um. And, For the uh, most part, I'm I'm a progressive. I I believe that I have a core belief that as a uh, as a group, human, we uh, we should progress. You know, and I understand why. I understand the need to want to keep things like they are. You know, that's good for some people and some things. And may, hey, maybe I'm maybe I, in that way. Maybe I am conservative in the way that there are some old ways that shouldn't die, you know. But generally, I'm a progressive person. Uh, I'm right there with you, buddy. And I, and I, you know, for the time being, you know, even though it might become increasingly difficult, I have a lot of faith in the human brain to figure things out and to to do the right thing. Yeah. And to work out a problem, recognize a problem, fix it. You know. And that's what that's what I think we should all be doing, right? You know, uh, cops are killing innocent people, uh, rip, you know, with increased frequency. Uh, you know, you recognize the problem and you fix it. You know, uh, not you, little kids don't have uh, proper proper health care. That's a problem. You fix it. So uh, you know, that's we're we're a fortunate bunch of people to live in the country that we do, and it sh we shouldn't be afraid to recognize the problems that we have and use our considerable resources and our brains which are good brains to fix those problems that's uh and it's you know for me it's just as, as simple as that and i don't know why uh so so like what you and i both just said are just sort of like commonsensical ways that we look at the world and see our lives and our place in it right like it that none of that is really political yet right yeah but but he but the, we've got a situation in this country with a two party system, where this is where my disgust with politics and the and the whole political process come in is that all those sort of nuanced ways that we're talking about humans and life and like the way things are going and or should go like we we're forced into these this two party teams and. Um, I don't know. There's such, such a lack of nuance in that, and because of the 
really because of my distaste for the two-party system, I in in the past have been less than involved in the political process. This is going back many years, like when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was really felt apolitical and didn't really, I was just disgusted by the whole thing. But as time went on, the stakes seemed higher and maybe I was older or whatever. And so I've certainly voted in, in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. Since I moved to California right after Bush stole the election in 2000, I was like, oof. Maybe I should yeah, get. Maybe I should get. In, maybe I should get involved, and um, I don't know. I, I'm exhausted by it. <laughs> but I was, of course, you know, involved in this election. I, listen, I'm a Bernie bro, and uh, I'm, I'm just I a little disappointed. I didn't end up getting to vote for my guy, but I see these calculations that the DNC makes about oh, who are we going to put up against this guy, you know. I, I mean, I'm not. They, I, hopefully, they did the right thing, but um, man, a lot of anxiety, right? Ma- yeah. Mass anxiety, no doubt. To me, today has felt like the country really needed to take a poop, and they were at a music festival, uh, and the lines for the bathrooms were so long they didn't even know if they were going to make it into the portos, and like, what other choice is there? And just like. Just hold that poop. Try not to poop your pants. Just the whole country is to have that felt to me today. <laughs> Did you run that one by Isabel? I bet she would have uh, been interested. I honestly just thought I had already tucked them in. I thought of that right before the show. <laughs> I'm sure your kids would have enjoyed that analogy quite a bit. I mean, you you know the anxiety of uh, Whitson, we all do. The, the of not kid. having a pot to poop in. <laughs> the little kid inside me enjoys it quite a bit, too. Um, yeah, so we said we weren't going to get political, but what the hell else are we going to talk about on election night? Oh, I, did, I did not say that. I... <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, with the podcast, like when we, on episode number two, we started to talk politics and we, 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 yeah. were, we both, I, th- I thought we had said... Let's, we're not really a political show. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I knew what I was getting into. But you seem you seem more maybe uh, involved in politics than me, and and maybe you have a more a higher belief in the process than I do. I, yeah, I think I probably do. Um, it's you know, it's funny because you know it's something that my mother raised me with, and she is not. Uh, you know, she is. I uh, put it. She's on the other side of the fence uh, from this guy right here, um, which you know doesn't conservative. It does not estrange us. Uh, we just uh, and we can even her and I can have conversations on the topic. So I and I I'm I consider I'm very fortunate for that. I I cherish that very much. That even though, uh, you know. Even though we're on different sides, we do try to listen to each other because, you know, we've known each other a long time and we love each other very much. So uh, that's, you know, that's important to me. There's, you know, there, I mean, the whole rest of the family, I, I don't, you know, I don't talk to about that. But, but mom and I can still do it. And, and you know, she she raised me to, you know, to think that you know, to have faith in the election process and have, you know, 
trust our government while we recognize the flaws in our government and and uh, most of all to value the press and what the press has to say you know she uh i was i was introduced to woodward and woodward and bernstein at a very young age you know all the president's men and uh uh we you know the much maligned press as of late uh, yeah i was taught to uh i was taught to hold the fourth estate in some esteem uh granted in a lot of ways the fourth estate has made their own bed you know in as much as say fox news is part of the fourth estate well there's varying levels of of journalistic integrity out there yeah and there always has been so um you know tabloids are nothing new and it's just what what people want to believe in the you know and the the citizens always get you know what they ask for or what they deserve you know ultimately you know we're given that stuff because it sells you know and so uh that's you know kind of been my my refrain this whole time you know uh if you want things to be different that has to start with you you know and i you know i do not do everything that i can do uh, to affect change in my world and I but uh, you know it's become increasingly clear to me that I should you know and I think you know turning on the microphone and talking to you is you know one way to do that you know to get to organize my thoughts in my head and be able to talk to you about them uh, you know that's that's where it all begins well so, uh, affecting change also is not just uh like political activism right like i mean isn't it wouldn't just like service to your community be the same and that's absolutely i mean that's not the same thing as uh, you know having a candidate that you i I mean i guess it's what you're interested in like i i just i feel like the in an election year and especially an insane one like this the importance of the presidential race takes on an oversized um it's it's uh what did, uh, luke and, and uh, andrew keep using this phrase it's living in everyone's head rent free all the time <laughs> <laughs> through this process and you feel you're so you're so emotionally I listen, I just want to tell people that whatever happens with the presidential race, life will go on. And if your guy doesn't win, it's okay. You just gut it out and fight harder next time. You know, like that's just the system. It's these notions of um not accepting an a a outcome or whatever's going on with people's raw anxiety about this. Think more about what you can do on an interpersonal level in your neighborhood. <laughs> you know, the, the presidential it, race is it's kind of funny. I kind of lost a dog and pony show, in my opinion. I'm being, yeah. I am very cynical about this topic. If you can't tell in my rhetoric here, um, but maybe it's just because I, I'm, I'm holding in this poop. 
I lost the uh, I lost it with some customers today, and they were not they they were customers who agree with me politically, but they you know they were talking about oh you know like there's there's just so many reasons to question the results of this election, or you know whatever, and you know and I was like no, there's not you guys everybody is just amplifying this signal that all came from one man you know it all started with Donald Trump, and you know, and, you know, people repeating it in one way or another just amplified the signal, got everybody all worked up. I said that, you know, there's not, there's the normal amount of shadiness that goes on in every election. And that's been going on for as long as there have been elections. Uh, and, you know, and then, but just, you know, like one guy keeps doing his little like, well, I don't know, we'll see, maybe it'll be up to the Supreme Court. You know, and then, you know, enough people repeat it and then people hear it. And, and then he, so he's just up. recently packed the court. Yeah. And, you know, and then first, I'll tell you what, I think that was a bad move on his part. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court on either side of the fence, they're known for not liking to be told what to do. And for him to do that kind of side eye to them being like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to depend on you guys to do it because, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm right, you know. That to me, that'd be the sh like, those guys have been appointed for life. They don't feel like, you know, they don't need to give anybody anything to those maintain. Those guys and gals. And gals. Yeah, I mean, sorry, guys. I meant everybody. Yeah, guys uh, in, the, in the all guys, right? Guys and gals. Uh, and to do that, I think, is, is was just to show, well, to show that you, you're not a very good historian of the Supreme Court, first of all. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's just asking for them to be like, hey, guess what, man? We're going to teach you a little lesson about about the uh, about this gang and what we like to do. Um, I thought that was a terrible that was a terrible miscalculation on his part. But we'll see. Well, hopefully uh, I don't it won't think, come to that. I don't think it will. Uh, from, you know, from what I've seen, even just right now, uh, I I think that there's not going to be a close enough uh, a margin for for it to it's not going to come down to just florida or just pennsylvania uh it's it's uh, there's there's going to be enough enough blue votes all across America. what's it looking like over there what's the what is what's the raw electoral right now let me see here i've got it up on this other this machine. is the time capsule folks it's 933 cdt on november 3rd 2020 you got 131 blue and 98 red. Okay. Well, that looks pretty good, but so, watch uh, the scoreboard till the end. I remember sure. I remember Hillary getting off to a nice electoral lead, right? Yeah. Uh, and, the, you know, there's some interesting Dadgum stuff. Western states coming in late. Here. Um, any, uh, any tight states flipping? Uh, well, Pennsylvania is really close. North Carolina is pretty close. Um, Florida, not so much. Pretty much all in Florida. And I looked, that one's pretty sure. That one's Trump. going Trump? Yeah. But, you know, that's the blue needed one of these Pennsylvania, North Carolina, or Florida. And North Carolina and Pennsylvania are still really close. Um, so, Stupid electoral college. Uh, there's Ohio. <laughs> we need to we need to get off of 
daylight savings time. We need to stop that crap. <laughs> we need to uh, we need to ditch the the electoral college. Um, what else? Tell me I'm wrong. Feedback at one magical hour dot com. It is interesting um, how you know, and I was saying this the whole time. Like all of those. All of those early votes were for for, for Biden, <laughs> you know. Which I guess I guess that that's the same thing kind of happened for Hillary. I don't remember exactly, but um, so yeah. There's like every state starts out. It's like seventy percent Joe Biden, <laughs> and then as the all of all of the votes today tend to be for Trump, and all of the ones. Uh, of course, what I'm interested in, I I led with, of course, but I don't suppose it is so obvious. <laughs> what I'm interested in is whatever the result, how the other side is going to act and react. In, you know, there you know, again, I think that a lot of what we're dealing with here is just a few internet trolls being amplified and, you know... A lot of a lot of stupid things that people are saying online because you can say whatever you want on there and you don't have to have any accountability right. um, being amplified and in real life I don't think that it's going to be yeah like you know an uprising of you know well, I, w- I want to be clear too I've an been uprising of bros and Hawaiian shirts <clears throat> I'm just I don't I don't see that happening I have felt pretty chill the past few days and um, <clears throat> I'm really only feeling. A, a, some amount of anxiety because I'm an empath and I can't help but feel those around me. Oh yeah, and, definitely. Uh, it seemed a little pervasive in the last week or so. But something about getting older pushes me in the direction of when everybody's panicking, I I'm able to just slow down and breathe, and. Uh, just like you say, what reminded me of that was you said, in reality, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, in reality, everything is going to continue almost the same, except for some key things, no matter the outcome. Yeah. You know, in this case, yeah, some some very important things, no doubt. Um, yeah, you know, I remember... In the 2000 election, calling my dad on the phone and being like, Dad, I'm scared. And him saying, hey, you know, that was G.W. Bush. And him saying, hey, you know. Oh, Bush, I remember. I've already got, referenced it. Bush has got two daughters. He's got a family. He's going to, you know, he, he wants what's best for them. You know, and that's, you know, on some level that's going to guide him in running this country and think it's going to be okay. And I took a lot away from that, you know, yeah. uh, and that, you know, helped me get through the next, you know, eight years. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I thought of that, you know, in every coming election. And the problem is like, I don't feel like that does apply to Donald Trump. I've seen the way he treats his daughters and talks about his daughters and talks about his wife. And if he treats America like that, then we're all, you know, then we're, you know, going to wind up in trouble sooner or later. 
I thought I thought G Dub I thought G Dub was such an embarrassment and such a buffoon and I I didn't agree with a lot of the decisions that he made. I felt like he was really being uh, puppeteered by that cabal of uh, Cheney and Rummy and Condoleezza and and um, I didn't really know there was also all of his dad's ties to things Saddam sure, and yeah. everything that was but now in in retrospect he seems like a statesman seems compared so to Donald rational Trump and well spoken yeah totally and they like <laughs> there's also individual. been this like. There's also been this real glossing over of his war crimes in his retirement, you know. Of course, yeah. And yeah. They, he's they kind of painted, but but he, but in a way, like I mean, that was the guy he was. He was just sort of bumbling through the presidency. America has been at war for most of my life because of the Bush family, you know. That's unfortunately, it's just that's just a fact. So. Good times, uh, it, you know. In retrospect, good times. <laughs> All right, so we know what we know what Americans are currently saying via the via the election. Do we want to hear about what Peruvian shaman are saying? Is this on the in matter? the is this in the news? Is this a yeah, news this story? From, uh, this is a news story. Do you want to count us out? Peru. It's in the news. Peru is in the news. Here we go. Some Peru. Perus. I'd like to welcome Peruvian correspondent Trevor Hall. That's an excellent Peru. <laughs> so, Peruvian shaman tried to predict the U.S. election winner. Did they Lima. use some ayahuasca? Dateline Lima with incense smoke. Flowers and photos of Trump and Biden Peruvian shamans performed an ancestral ritual on Wednesday for the U.S. elections, but there is little agreement about who should win the November 3rd ballot. Chanting and blowing a traditional Andean shell instrument, the shaman, dressed in multicolored garb, invoked the Pachamama, or Mother Earth, for the U.S. vote to take place in peace, without attacks, or any witchcraft between the rivals. Pachamama, can you help us out here? (laughs) Come on, on, Pachamama. We need you right now. Uh, (laughs) Shaman Ana Maria Simeon, during the ritual held in a low-lit room of an old building in downtown Lima, said she was in favor of Biden. That is why we are cleansing him. We have seen they are attacking him with witchcraft, with a black doll, with a voodoo doll they are shadowing to remove him, said the shaman with necklaces wrapped around her neck. During the ritual, the shaman dressed in Andean ponchos and cloaks, rubbed medicinal plants, fruits, and even a live snake on photos of Democratic candidates Biden and Republican candidate Trump. According to a Reuters poll on Wednesday, Biden leads Trump nationally at 9%, 50% of likely voters, yada yada, we know that. Good energies to Mr. Donald Trump, said the master shaman Pablo Torres carrying the snake out of, on one of his shoulders after squirting a strange liquid from his mouth onto the image of Trump. Why? Because he is disturbing. He needs good energies, good vibes from his followers. We are supporters. He will win. He is a winner. There was just some bathtub pisco, I think. So, that's, what, that's the strange liquid he squirted? 
yeah. from his mouth onto Trump. Yeah, Pisco I Disco. I love that that's what... <laughs> that was from a supporter. <laughs> uh, so, just like, just like America, Peruvian shaman are divided on the matter. I'm glad to hear... Maybe take uh, a little comfort from that. that. People in other countries are concerned. You know, speaking of rituals, uh, I was listening to I was listening to Alex Jones talk to Joe Rogan about uh, the Bohemian Grove. You think you think oh, you think you think, you think uh, Trump's been to the Bohemian Grove? No, I don't think they let him in there. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Uh, but I really, I have no idea having never been to Bohemian Grove myself. Well, they were talking about some of the rituals done there. And then they were also talking about that skull and skull and bones yeah, yeah. fraternity that, uh, the Bush family's involved in and some of the, uh, psychotic things that go on in that sort of fraternity. I was um, walking around the Yale campus drunk. I was, I was in town in New Haven for a wedding and I was walking around the Yale campus slightly drunk. And I came across the Skull and Bones building, and I rang the bell and ran away. Oh, nice! <laughs> wow, they've—they know you. <laughs> You're on their list, buddy. Uh, all that stuff is frightening, and uh, kind of makes me want to makes me double down on the on the farcical nature of uh, all this. Uh, Oh, all this dog and pony show, but uh, but that's just me. People get very upset. Another thing has happened recently where I feel like if you if you if you are sort of cynical, um, it, that's met with um, that's frowned upon. When well, I thought cynicism was cool, man. Yeah, not since the nineties, dude. Yeah. Well, I, the millennium. I, it'll uh, come back. <laughs> no doubt that that's true. Uh, I'm going to hang on to it. It's going to come back around. <laughs> good, good <for> <laughs> hey, I got hang-ups. Yep, well, but... I, I love that Peru story. I didn't mean to make light of it by bringing up uh, other mystical rituals that are involved is, in the presidential elections. But um, Something as nonsensical as Bohemian Grove has nothing to do with uh, ancient arts and rituals of oh yeah bohemian grove is really a, a slap in the face to any sort of dark art right <laughs> um not that these peruvian shaman were they, they listen this is that's more uh mother earth mysticism there which i'm yeah. which i'm all for yeah um, let's get grounded let's think about, let's think about the earth that's that's what that is where we are from Maybe they get. Maybe they'll get Joe Biden down there and uh, get him on an ayahuasca trip. It's <laughs> probably what the guy needs. Um, both of our leaders could do well from a little experiment with psychedelics. Yeah, I think that all of our leaders should take psychedelics. Actually, um, that's just that's just my personal progressive take, hot take on the thing. Speaking of hot takes, um, speaking of hot olives. Um, no, speaking of hot avocados, um, I think that we, um, hey, have you heard the, have you heard tonight's beat? I don't know if you've heard it yet. This is how, this is how we're feeling on election night. 
like tonight's beat. It's got to, it's edgy, man. It's because a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, hot avocado. <laughs> I think that we should stop calling our movie reviews reviews. I think calling it reviews is a tad grandiose. I think that we should start calling it hot takes and maybe avocado hot takes. What if we call it making guacamole? (laughs) That seemed that already we're having problems explaining the avocado thing. Like that makes it even a little more in. You can make, make a good party guacamole. I, I was listening back to one of my recent movie reviews and thinking that uh, I'm not a good movie reviewer. Oh. Um, but we did talk about this with uh, our co-executive producer and uh, <laughs> and and theme song auteur Brian Benitez, and, and he was he likes the way that I break down a movie, which which pumps me up, but. Calling it a review might be a little misleading. I don't um, want to. I don't want to give people the wrong idea. Yeah, your breakdown of the plot that. of Beverly Hills Chihuahua is probably the best. Uh, the best we've gotten the best feedback of any single part of this show. But the uh, movie. But I'm. I wasn't doing anything magic there. That movie <laughs> is just insane. Like my job now is to choose only ridiculously <laughs> insane films that have some. You know, it's jumping the shark is is the common parlance. Uh, you know, you you're watching something and all of a sudden you just can't believe what you're seeing. Yeah, you were seeing a plot moments ago, but not now. Um, so I don't know. I got to keep finding those diamonds in the rough, but the look, I'm working on it. <laughs> it's going to get better, but, but avocado reviews, avocado. We're, we're working on the name of the movie review section. These first 30 something episodes were like the converse, all the conversations we should have had before we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to our next guest. We're having a guest, son. A guest soon, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the docket are uh, Gabby Page Fort and Alex Battles. Uh, they've definitely, like, we've I've talked to them and they've agreed to be on the show whenever we decide. You know, we were taking this little break here for Halloween and the election. We uh, should I try do... to set somebody up for Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think that that's, that's very doable. It'll be something to look forward to. Um, I, I've come to the cast maybe a little low energy the last couple of times after a few shows where I was a little high energy. It's a, it's an ebb and flow, but a guest pumps me up. That's how the world works. Not that me and you bandying about nonsense isn't enough for me. It is. But for the listener, you know, it's just something new, something uh, real fresh, quick. A fresh hot take, a fresh hot avocado take. Real quick, there is another episode of How To with John Wilson up on, uh, it's on HBO. 
uh, weekly. And so the new episode came out. It is how to build scaffolding. <laughs> and it is just as much fun as the last one. Yeah, just him walking around New York with a camera talking about scaffolding. And uh, then he goes, he goes down to New Orleans where he doesn't find very much scaffolding. And then something happens down there that uh, makes him feel like they probably needed more scaffolding. And that, uh, you know, that might not sound like much. Did he fall off a balcony? Uh, eight, eight avocados again for How To with John Wilson. That's a, that's a really fun, really weird show. Was it because he was high on ayahuasca? Uh, you know, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it be a surprise. Okay, no okay. Spoilers. You're not like me, where you just tell the whole plot, <laughs> which is what I was criticizing before. <laughs> that's that's we, we all have different styles. I definitely would love it if you watched another family, uh, family film and described it to me as soon as possible. And I know that one magical one magical nation agrees with me. Uh, those, I'll, I'll find a doozy. Those hunter gatherers. Disney, Disney, Disney another... Plus is great. It has a lot of uh, really the throwbacks are the best because because part of the discussion is this is obviously from a different time. <laughs> the things that happen in this movie may not be able to happen anymore. Um, so this I want to pre-promote a segment for next time. Um, y- you ever see these? like coroplast signs sometimes stapled onto utility poles at intersections and somebody has just scrawled something on it in marker uh you know like we buy houses ca- all cash and there's a number or something yeah yeah you know it's some like really low rent ad mhm diy ad well, I was noticing this sign. It was at the corner of uh, Koenig and Lamar, northbound. And on this utility pole, I think there was even some other of the, a couple other of those signs. Like, uh, I can't think of it. Can you think of any other examples of stuff you see on those signs? They're definitely around Austin, you'll see it like. We pay buy, cash for houses. We pay yeah. cash for houses. Some. Uh, sometimes in the neighborhood, I see someone's new mixtape being advertised. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so at that intersection, Lamar and Koenig, up pre- one thing that's weird about this one is that it's up pretty high. Like, uh-huh. either is somebody really tall had to staple that up, or they had like a little stool or ladder or something. And it says... It looked to me, it was a little faded. It looked like it said, feel the quality. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Feel the quality. And there was a number, 512-666-8611. And I pointed it out to my kids. And my kids ended up seeing another one that it said, feel the duality. I will say... It looked like quality, but there wasn't the little line in the queue. Mm. So it was so feel the duality. My huh. kids swear they saw another one of these signs, and that's what it said. So on the next show, if we don't have a guest, we're going to call that number and find out what feel the duality means. 
live on the program. So that's going to be real exciting. Tune in for that one. I mean, tune in for it. Download it and listen to it on your podcast app. You know what I mean. Thanks, everyone. What, wait, where? What do we got? What's What's the raw? Has have the numbers changed at all? No, <laughs> the numbers have not changed. The numbers have not changed. I was definitely just looking at them. Yeah. Okay. Well, the sun will rise again. It, it has to. Uh, I'm still still positive, guys. Uh, it was wonderful talking to you. One wonderful talking to all the hunter-gatherers out there. We're going to go out today with one of my favorite brand new step songs, Karma Cashback. All right. I love me some brand new step. Um, just remember, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. Come right back.